Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX, place a $1 bet on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Hello, it is episode 26. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan all the way from Buffalo, New York. How's everyone doing today on episode Shuffle in from Buffalo, Craig. Episode 26, my 26 Coyotes. We got two Sullivans, Mike and Steve Sullivan, both were 26. And one of my favorite 26 is John Slaney, assistant coach down in Tucson with the Roadrunners. Shout out to Tucson, which gets its season started tonight in Stockton. By the way, the AHL season is underway. Let's hope they have a better start than your <laughs> Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, we'll we'll keep tabs on them. Yeah, uh, enough about that last night, didn't we? It's been so long since I've seen you guys. I know. Different city, too. By the way, before we get going here, should, should I describe the, the booth set up last night? I yes, I think yeah. you should. I think you should know. I think the people need to know the levels you went to 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 make our our live post game last night. So first of all, shout out to Columbus Blue Jackets media relations. They did everything imaginable to help me out. Took me on a tour of the Cannon, by the way, last night. Um, suggested a place for me to set up, and it looked like it was all going to work for me to do the post game live from the press box. There are two tiers to the press box. I was going to put my laptop above me, looking down. You'd see the ice. It was great. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, everybody's going to clear out. So I, I get back after availability is over and there's a ton of people in the press box and it's loud. I'm like, there's no way I can do it from here. So what am I going to do? So I look left. All the all the booths, of course, are empty by this point because we know the, the radio and TV guys take off immediately. No, that's just that's not true. Actually, I just want to <laughs> <laughs> throw them under the bus, the, Greg. The Coyotes booth is open. The 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 booth right next to the press box and there's glass partition between it. So I go in there and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to set up so you can still see the ice. There's really nothing in and of itself that's tall enough. So I get the idea to put a chair down and then put the garbage can, uh, a plastic tall garbage can on top. of it, And I rest my laptop on top of the garbage can. And it's the perfect height. You guys saw the shot. I thought it was you know, maybe ideally it would have been a little higher so you could see the ice in that beer league game I was talking about. But <laughs> you could see the arena, the rafters, the banners. I thought it was okay. Yeah, you Aaron framed Ford. it beautifully, Craig. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and yeah. it was definitely uh, improvising at the last second in a complete panic mode. So Aaron Portsline from the Athletic is sitting literally outside the glass partition. 
he has covered the Blue Jackets forever. Unbelievable reporter and a friend. He, he, he leans around the glass. He goes, you think you're creative, but that trash can has been used for that exact purpose before. <laughs> and then, he, then to prove his point, he goes, next time, take the trash bag out of the, out of the trash, tie it up, put it by the door, flip the trash can on, on its uh, end. It's much more stable that Sturdy. way. <laughs> Tried and true. Yeah, hopefully it's not a next time, right, Craig? Yeah, hopefully right. you got a better setup next time in Columbus. Yeah. Oh, so anyway. Man. That's my post-game story. And no more cannons. Not today. Oh, oh, my God. Although, did you see Greg Wyshynski this morning? He said, Columbus just scored again. It is 123 to 3. He said it about 9 o'clock on a tweet. So, appropriate. Well, we won't really dive into anything more about that game last night. Um, If you missed our post-game show, you can check it out on YouTube and Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We'll be live again tomorrow after the game in Buffalo. But today... We are going to give our NHL predictions. So outside of the Coyotes, looking around at the league, we are going to take a shot in the dark and probably all be wrong. Um, dark. Don't you want to listen to this content now? It's all going to be I'm time. really selling it, huh? I know. Hey, but if we're wrong, then you can roast us on Twitter at a later date. So there's there's promise. Exactly. Exactly. There is promise. So we're going to make our NHL predictions and see how we do. We'll keep track for the end. Um, Let's, should we just dive right in? No. You're in charge, Leah. Look at the first topic. Where am I right now? I'm in Buffalo. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Likely like, wow. I guess I should start this one. (laughs) (laughs) Are Are we doing our... You know, predictions right now? We're yeah. Going- well, yeah, but I don't see where Buffalo shows on the – I'm watching the, 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 the rundown. I don't see Buffalo anywhere in the well, list. One of the questions that I asked in that I sent to you guys uh, a while back was, where will Jack Eichel play next? For which team will he play next? Oh, so, I forgot. That one didn't make the rundown. Sorry. Wow, okay. that was, that was the we can do it. This is, off this the is cup. happening with greater occurrence now. Leah just cuts me off from uh, audio and video at certain times. Just yes. cuts my questions out, doesn't even ask me. Just you know, <laughs> sorry, that's not <laughs> oh now we're just ambushing PD and no. Well, you can go first there. then. That's okay. I got the list of teams in front wow. of me. Go ahead, if, Craig. If, oh boy. Anyway. This yep. would have been the perfect place for a, a DraftKings read because there are actually odds on this. <laughs> there are odds on my Are there really? Yeah, yeah. And listen, there have been a couple of teams that have been talked about that have a need and a possible fit for them. So I'm going to narrow it down to either the LA Kings or the New York Rangers as possibilities for Jack Eichel to continue his hockey career, which clearly is not going to continue in Buffalo. Now, if he gets out to LA and I think LA makes a lot of sense and I've got him going out to the West too. So I've got him in LA or I've got him in Vegas. Um, Does Vegas have the financial ability to do this under the cap? I'm sure the people in our discord will answer me because they seem to know most of the rules inside and out. So I, I see him coming out West. I don't see him staying in the East. Um, I said LA as well. And my number one bullet point for why was far from Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. It's actually fair um, reasoning, but also um, just more about LA. They obviously ha- uh, were a little bit of a dynasty early 2010s kind of had a dip maybe a little bit of a rebuild. It seems like they're trying to take that corner out of the rebuild. So it could be a move for them to kind of, they still have like their core pieces like Anze Kopitar and Drew Doughty. So there's, 
they, they could create another window and that could be a piece for them to add that center depth. That was my, that was my explanation for it. And the same reasoning goes behind the Rangers. Like they're, they're a team that that's went through a, a very speedy rebuild that feels like they're, a, a, you know, on the verge of a playoff team. He probably helps them the most. Um, and that's probably the, you know, if you're going to write the story in Hollywood, it's probably the New York Rangers. I just not sure they'll be able to get that done. Yeah, that's uh, listen. I always think there's the wherewithal. If you want a guy badly enough, you can make that trade happen. Of course, his health is a major concern. The teams, teams are going to need a lot more information on that. But I, I, I'm still stunned that he's just sitting idle at this point. It's it's crazy to me. I mean, make the trade, put him on IR, let him have the surgery, do whatever you got to do. I also, when I look at those two teams that we were just talking about, I mean, Vegas. If he goes to Vegas, I mean, they're in win now mode and that window is not going to be open much longer. So if you're Vegas, do you think we're not going to have Eichel because of the surgery? Um, are you thinking, okay, next year we're still going to be in this cup contention window. Uh, you have to weigh all of that. And I, I don't know, you know, Bill Foley's also got money to burn. So who knows what their plans are for restructuring this when they, they move out of the window, but with LA and New York, with them both sort of moving up in the standings, I wonder if expectations are increased for both of those teams. I definitely think they are for the Rangers at this point. And it, it's going to be a tough season for them to make the playoffs, by the way. We'll, we'll get to that later. But with L.A., I think there are expectations there because they're in the Pacific Division, because they took a step forward. Who's making the playoffs from that division? There's no reason L.A. shouldn't be in that mix. And if you get a guy like Eichel, he can push you over the top. At the same time, is it, I don't know, is it too soon for, for L.A. to be thinking about this sort of thing? Or is he a, a piece that you can fit in and not alter your other plans? They, they've they already lost Quinton Byfield, obviously, to an injury. So you have a need, but Jack Eichel's not playing anytime soon. Well, that was my other thought for L.A., too, is that knowing that whoever acquires him, that he's going to need surgery and have recovery time like it it's not as much urgent for them at the moment like next year could be another opportunity so all righty moving on speaking of vegas will seattle follow in vegas's footsteps pete no (laughs) and i mean not only will they not make the stanley cup finals i don't see them making the stanley cup playoffs in year one um i think the pacific is competitive. I think they have an opportunity. It'll come down to the wire. I think there's probably four teams in the Pacific division that will be fighting for that last spot. Um, And Seattle most certainly will be one of those, but I don't think that they were able to build their team in the same fashion that Vegas was to win more quickly. And also, and you saw it a little bit last night in Columbus, having an emotional, you know, something to, hang your season on or to chase or to believe in you got to remember that year that vegas came into the league they had the vegas strong theme from the the disaster they had at the the mass casualties in downtown vegas and they kind of had that vegas strong theme where they they all banded together i saw that same kind of thing with columbus you know behind their fallen goaltender that emotional open there was no way columbus was going to lose that game yesterday and that's twice in four years now that the coyotes have had to play a team under difficult circumstances in their home opener so i i i think that that helped propel vegas that year as well seattle's not the same team i think their expectations need to be lowered because of a poor division they'll battle for a playoff spots and end up just outside um i also said no um but i don't think 
it will be as disastrous as other expansion teams of the past. I think a lot of teams learn from what Vegas did. So it, I just cannot see it happening again. That was just like a once in a mm. lifetime thing. But I also think, and like PD said, because of the poor division, be, they, they did acquire some good talent. I mean, Grubauer was a Vesna finalist alongside Flurry, who of course was the goalie taken um, by Vegas in their expansion draft. So th- I don't think it'll be like quite, you know, like those expansion teams in the back when in the expansion era, but it it will, it won't be the level of success that Vegas has, but maybe it won't be as long of a haul for Seattle um, to get to being a winning playoff team in the future. You guys pretty much stole all of uh, my points. Um, I agree completely. I said no as well. And and ditto to everything that was said before. And and look, uh, as PD alluded to, Seattle wasn't in the same situation in the expansion draft as Vegas. Uh, I spoke to uh, assistant GM Rick Olchek about this a while back. Uh, he, he said, you know, and, and GMs around the league said this as well. They learned from their mistakes in that past draft. You weren't going to see moves like like Florida offered or Columbus offered or Minnesota offered that that really helped Vegas build a contending team right away. They they learned basically just give up one player. Don't don't do anything more. Don't make all these side deals. Just give up your one player and and move on. And that's what most teams did. So Seattle did not have access to the same level of players that Vegas did. So I do think that they're going to be right around the playoff line, but only because they're in the Pacific Division. It's the worst division in hockey beyond Vegas and maybe Edmonton. I I don't know who, you know, I think everybody else basically is in the the playoff mix in that division, except maybe Anaheim. So I think they'll be in contention and Hey, maybe that's enough for an expansion team in normal circumstances. I know everyone's going to point to Vegas and say, well, look what they did. But as you guys both pointed out, that was an anomaly. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Agree. Um, all right. Next question. Does Alex Ovechkin have 164 goals left in him to catch Wayne Gretzky? Line through that now 163. Oh yeah, 163. Well, what I was going to say was that he's scoring at a 164 goal pace on the season with his two goals in their season opener on uh, Wednesday, but I mean, that's impossible. But I, to this question, I said yes. Um, I think, um, well, f- there's for a few reasons. So first, firstly, um, John Bucci-Gross mapped out how he would do it in an article he wrote. Um Alex Ovechkin is 36 years old. When both Phil Esposito and Brendan Shanahan were 37, they both had 40 goal seasons. So, yes, he's 36, but I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet for what he's capable of. Um, Another reason is there's the new cross-checking rule, so there's going to be a little bit more power play opportunities, more penalties with that new rule. He thrives on the power play. Um, And... I saw a stat the other day. I forget where Twitter or somewhere, but it was from an accurate source, not just some random person on Twitter, but uh, (laughs) Gretzky had a 0.6 goals per game, had 185 goals in 591 games after his 30th birthday. Ovi's at a 0.61 goals per game, 257 goals in 438 games after his 30th birthday. So with the way health and nutrition is now, how players take care of their bodies um, in this era, I, I see him doing it. I think he's going to get there too. And, and listen, it, 
a, a lot of players tend to slow down at this age. So we'll see. But, you know, it, his game is the style where he's going to get a lot of those chances from his office. I think he can stay on this 40 goal clip for another couple seasons. And then if he does that, he's, you know, he's under 100 goals. Even if he doesn't stay at a 40 goal clip, I think he's going to be afforded the opportunity to play a little later in his career so that he eventually gets to that, even if he becomes a 20 plus goal scorer later in his career. I think he's going to do it. And it's going to be a fun story to watch as he gets close. You know, I, I don't know. I, I go to, if people got a chance to see Wayne Gretzky on the TNT pregame show, he talked about if, if they would have played at the same time in the same era, Ovechkin would have blown by him long ago because yeah. those games are six, seven, eight goals with lesser goal, tending different rules, much higher scoring. And he's probably right. I, I, I'm going to go the other way and I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say he's going to have a great year this year probably one of the best he's had in the last several. I think next year he'll, he'll continue, but at some point it's not only him, it's also his line mates and his teammates and the team he plays for and the opportunities he's going to get. And I just think it's going to dwindle over time unless he stays on a year or two after he probably shouldn't be playing um, when all he's doing is providing power play points. And again, that's probably good enough if you, if, for some teams that are trying to win, if you're putting them out over the boards just for the power play shot, I think it'll be close. Um, I'll guess I'll be the romantic and say Gretzky holds on to his record. He's under contract for five years, so when you when you plan that out, that you know he basically has to average a little more than thirty goals. A thirty season. goals a year, yeah. Forty the first couple seasons, that obviously drops that average. I don't know. I, I I mean, he's going to play out his contract, so he's going to be very close, in my opinion. By yeah, he, it'll be close, Craig. And, you know, honestly, thank, thank goodness for me, the likelihood of me sitting in behind this microphone when he breaks it is probably slim, so I, nobody can come after me. Wow, okay. But you're on Twitter now. Well, first of all, that was oh, very, yeah. uh, that was <laughs> sad. So negative. So <laughs> negative, negative and sad. You are on Twitter, and people remember. Since you're leaving us before the... Uh, <laughs> I know, negative and sad. There you go, next. I don't know. Craig, ever since you read, wrote a headline that said, never been fired, oh, it's all been downhill since don't then. Don't sting me like that, man. Don't sting okay. me like that. I still have guilt, guilt pangs about that. No, it's okay. Well, Okay, I mean, I'll still be here. <laughs> well, it's, well, talking about uh, longevity, let's talk about the Ironman streak. Will Keith Yandel or Phil Kessel catch Doug Jarvis? Of course, uh, Doug Jarvis's Ironman streak 964 games as of today yandel's at 922 phil is at 901 i got yans in this one and this is just a crap shoot it really is because neither of these guys has had the well they've had injuries but not bad enough to take them off the ice probably should have at times in their careers but i don't know I, i look at the style that yans plays i think he's going to get past it before before Kessel does, first of all, he's got a lead on him, and I, I think he'll he'll cruise past it this season. What what's going to be interesting is who ends up as as the leader. I, it doesn't sound like Patrick Marlowe is going to be given another opportunity, huh? Which is, yeah, he's not playing with the team now, so I don't know where he ends up. Yeah, yeah. If he gets a chance to continue to compete, I don't know. Kessel's only a year younger, but I, when I look at you know sort of conditioning style of the player, I, I don't know, PD. Do you do you see Phil Kessel? getting uh, another lengthy opportunity in the NHL when his contract expires. Here. You know, I don't. First of all, Yandel, you, for sure, 
he's got 40 games to go in the style he plays and the way he plays one he's not getting charity starts or charity games played like he still contributes every night he's a guy you want on the ice and in the room so let's yandel's there kessel you can't say the same i mean right now you look at him over the summer he wanted out they wanted him out it's not a situation that's like oh we can't wait to get keep Kessel in the lineup. I don't think that's the feeling between management or coaches like, Oh, let's make sure we keep Phil playing. And Phil certainly doesn't want to be here. I think somehow this relationship will end badly and it's going to come to a point where he's out of the lineup, whether it's from performance or injury. And then the fireworks will really start between his camp and the management camp. I I just don't know how it ends. Plus if to your point, Craig, they've been trying to get rid of him over the summer and there weren't, suitors lining up at the door saying yeah we'll take them we'll take them we'll take them so when this contract expires uh, i don't know where they go with phil kessel yeah um i was gonna say i think yandel for sure if barring injury um does it he's so close this year um and i would like to see that from a former coyote and yeah just to echo everything you said about Phil, I think there's more of a likelihood that something goes wrong there, whether through injury or not getting a contract or not, you know, being sat out. So we'll see. I mean, it w- I love seeing records broken. It would great to see, be great to see them both do it. But I put my money on Yandel doing it um, before Phil. I mean, obviously he'll he would hit it before Phil in time in terms of time, but in but in the sense that if I had to choose between who is more likely to keep going beyond it would be Yandel. um all right how will betting impact the nhl i'm gonna let you guys talk about this all all i think about is revenue and and maybe i don't know what revenue sharing i don't i don't know what the league's plan is that it's such a a blank slate right now there's so many possibilities but when i look at a market like arizona where alex morello is suddenly a, a one of the license holders for sports betting in the state it could impact a team like the Coyotes enormously. It could alter their fortunes, which is, you know, something you'd like to see. The, the NHL has a salary cap. There's still disparity between some some of the teams. Clearly, Toronto can spend more than any other team in the NHL, basically, but way more than some of the bottom of the market teams. But if 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 uh, sports betting comes in in some of these markets, maybe it can level the playing field a little bit, something you don't see in baseball at all, by the way. Looks like the Dodgers are going to buy themselves another World Series, which really he awesome. didn't swing. Sorry. He didn't swing. It wasn't even close to a swing. It was absurd. Wrong anyway. show, but I'd like to talk about that for a half yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. We could also. I just again, I, I get so annoyed with baseball's model, and oh, you you just you buy your way to a championship, and I know it doesn't happen every year, but those teams that can spend the most are always in contention, and that bugs me. It's not a level playing field, and sports should be a level playing field on that front. Anyway, but that's what I think about when I think about sports betting and, and the Coyotes. I'll let you guys go. Well, the revenue side, I agree with you, Craig, and I think that's going to have major impacts on teams that have close affiliations with the sports gaming like they do here in Arizona. But beyond that, does it raise interest in a fan base? Does it? Is it a? Does the? Does it raise interest in a younger generation because now they can – have a stake in the game i i don't know i think that's tbd and and to me when you're talking about sports gaming on sports and gaming and gambling on sports hockey is so difficult because the amount of games that they play that literally anybody can win 
any night. It's not like when you're playing once a week in the NFL, you have a better idea of, okay, this team is 5-0, and this team is 0-5. The trend will probably most likely continue. And hockey, honestly, first-place teams get beaten by lower-level teams every single night. So I think that will bring some challenges. Does that bring some interest? Maybe. I, 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 I think it will. But I think the biggest the issue you brought up already, Craig, is the revenue that you're going to see sponsorships by, you know, you've got a gaming company, sports book that's going to sponsor the Washington Capitol sweaters next year. So there's more revenue. I think it's going to help the sport bring more money to the sport. And that's just good for the sport of hockey. Yeah. And I also agree in terms of just growing interest. Um, and popularity it's a whole new um a whole new dimension to add to the game and just this week um it was announced that DraftKings and the NHL announced a new strategic relationship making DraftKings an official sports betting daily fantasy sports and iGaming partner of the league um which is really cool to see and of course DraftKings um sponsors our show as well mm. and you can you can t- uh, get a special offer if you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX. Bet just $1 on any NFL game. And if either team scores a point, you will get $100 in free bets. Um, so that's a can't-miss offer. You can win more by doing parlaying your bets. Um, our our coworker Derek just hit a, a parlay and made some good money last night on DraftKings. Um, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, easy to use. You can withdraw and deposit your money um, at any time. So, and like I just said, it's the 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 official partner of the NHL. So, check that out. It'll probably have some really good lines on there as well. That's twenty one and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Next Step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. How was that for a fantastic fantastic and then they can go after gambling they can jump on gophnx.com and read craig's article that he stayed up all night writing (laughs) he did this the sacrifices for your your membership don't you craig i mean i I, honestly you get you didn't even get to sleep before you got that story up on the on the site so kudos to you and by the way everybody's getting their phnx shirts they're everywhere and they're yep. fantastic. I, my, I did not wear mine to the game. I will wear it tomorrow. I promise. My my friend was out at a bar last night. He texted me. He saw someone wearing a PHNX Coyote shirt out at the bar in Phoenix last night. So I can't wait to see one. Honestly, I keep looking yeah. around. I'm waiting to see one in public. But yeah, they look I don't go much. Use your use your uh, DraftKings winnings to buy yourself an, a shirt at the PHNX locker. But there's a good deal right now, isn't there, Leah? On the yeah, locker? if you sign up for an annual membership um, using the code Coyotes2021, you'll receive a sixty dollar gift card to the PHNX locker. So you can essentially get two shirts with that. Um, that's promo code Coyotes2021 when you sign up for an annual membership at gophnx.com. So be sure to check that out. Shall we move on? Oh, this is where it gets hard for me. <laughs> I got two hours of sleep, by the way, Petey. So I did get like a nap before I flew out. So Okay. Well, uh, I was trying to pump your tires about how hard you are. Work, work, work. And you look, by the way, you were the best looking one on the show last night. You had the suit and the tie on. You're all fancy. I saw my hair afterward. It looked like somebody had taken a blow dryer and just you know, wild with you. I don't know. What you, were, you were styled before your, before yeah. your stand-up. You forgot to change wigs before the game. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Your game uh, wig. All Craig right. does not wear a wig. 
<laughs> Sorry. Minions are attacking you probably already. <laughs> All right. Uh, pick each. So, so Craig, when, when we came up with these topics, you said pick each division's four playoff teams or finish. But the way the playoffs are going to work this year is it's going to be the top three from uh, each of the division and two wildcard teams. So you could technically choose two wild cards from the same division. Um, so I don't know how I, that's how I did mine. That's I did how it. I did it too. Yeah, that's how I did mine too. I just oh. like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Words let's, are your business, Craig. Let's start out East with the that's Metropolitan. Good. Who wants, who wants to go first? Not I'll me. go. I'll jump in first with, with the East and let Craig start at another, another one. I, in the Metropolitan division, actually it's got it really tight and there's a lot of reasons for that. Like we talk about New York's on the way up. Pittsburgh's on the way down. Washington is somewhere in the middle. I've got the Carolina Hurricanes winning the division just ahead of the New York Islanders. Um, I've got the Washington Capitals coming in third. And then fourth and fifth for the last playoff spot, I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers battling it out for that last spot. I give the nod to Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. And the Rangers just missed on the last night of the season, followed by <laughs> Philly and Columbus. And I guess the other thing is for later in the show. That's specific. So, yeah, that's you really, you went, we just season. asked for your three and you just t- gave it all away. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> We're prepared. We can love it. Yeah, that's fine. And no one's writing this down, so I'm going to make it up and lie when we get to the end of the season anyway. That so, I was 100. So, so while we're in the Metropolitan, you just said let's give our so one of our other categories was which teams will finish last in each division. So what I've got, you, you said Columbus. I've got Columbus and, and Jersey, and I've got Jersey sliding to the bottom. Ooh, below. Wow. Yep. Okay. Do you want me to I go know. next? Yeah. Same. Division? Yeah. You you go next. We'll rotate who goes first. I'll keep this simple. Um, I have the Islanders winning the division. I have Carolina second. And then I go Pittsburgh, Washington, and I did not have the Rangers missing the playoffs on the last night of the regular season. I, I do have them missing, however, because I, I have it as an even split in the Eastern Conference, and we'll get, get to that later. But I do have the Columbus Blue Jackets at the bottom of the division. It was interesting walking through the hallways, and I'm not going to name names, obviously, but it's interesting to hear how many people – internally with the blue jackets think that they're going to be the last place team in the division wow. Wow. look at that insider info. That See, that's not fair now. then insider <laughs> insider trading wow <laughs> all right for the metro i have islanders also winning the division i put washington second i feel like uh they still they still have that firepower i have carolina third um and then i have pittsburgh as one of my wild card teams. I just think everyone writes them off every year, um, and they still have Crosby and Malkin. I know they're injured to start the season, but the, those players that Crosby and Malkin are still Crosby and Malkin, and I just don't want to write them off yet. I agree that the Rangers are on the up, but I don't think it's their time yet. I think in the balance of the universe, it will be the Penguins and the Rangers maybe swapping, maybe in the years to come, but. That's what I have for the Metro. Yeah, and for keeping score at home, we all have the same four playoff teams in the Metro. We do. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Atlantic, Craig, do you want to start for Atlantic? Sure. Wow, what a tough division this is, by the way. Um, I have, once again, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning winning this division. Uh, just They're just such a complete team, and I, I do think the cup hangover is going to come into play, especially when you play – two such long seasons back-to-back. I think it's going to come into play eventually, but I have them winning the division. 
I have Toronto second in this division this year. Um, I have Boston as the third place team. Boston's another one of those teams that people want to write off and say that their decline has to be coming, but that top line is just so good. They're so productive all the time. I just I have a lot of faith in that line and their ability to carry this team at least to the playoffs. And then the fourth place team in this division is Joel Quindle's Florida Panthers. Well, they're the wild card. I'm going to say they're going to take a wild card, and they'll be the fourth team that gets in from this division. In last place, the team that plays in the city where I am right now, the Buffalo Sabres. I am going to have this similar. It's Tampa winning it for all the same reasons. They're deep. They're goaltending. They're going to start slow because of the Stanley Cup hangover over two years. Played a lot of hockey. But once they dial it in, they win the division. Toronto in second. Florida in third. Boston with the last playoff spot in the Atlantic with fourth. And then you got Montreal, Ottawa, and Detroit are all going to have better seasons than expected. But they won't make the playoffs. And Buffalo's in last. Um, I think I forgot to mention who I had last in the Metro, but I agree with Craig. I also put Columbus Um, Atlantic. I also have Tampa winning the division, but I actually put Florida second. It's, it's the battle of Florida. It's coming. It's happening. I just have a good feeling um, about that, which means of course that they will not make, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I, and, and this is going to shock, this is going to shock some people. I shocked myself looking at the Atlantic. It's so hard. Um, I have Boston third and I have Toronto fourth as the wild card. Um, I know Toronto had a phenomenal season last year. Um, Of course they, once again, were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. I hope that Toronto, the, the, what happened to Tampa that year that, they had their phenomenal year, then got swept by Columbus. I hope that that's what happened and then came back, had not as great of a year, still a good year, but not as great because they had some adversity and then they performed in the playoffs and won. I hope that's what happens to Toronto. I hope that maybe the adversity that they face happens in the season so they can be better prepared for the playoffs and hopefully make it past the first round. Um, and and with that in mind, that is why I have Toronto as my fourth team in the wild card position the surprise in this division is nobody has the montreal canadians in the playoffs and the coyotes have the the better of their first round picks provided it's not top 10 because it is top 10 protected yes this will be really interesting to watch the coyotes fans are going to be watching this all season they're going to be rooting for montreal to be bad but not really bad because you want them ultimate you know ideally you want them 11 11. Yes, you get the 11 pick, and then if you get really lucky, you get the first overall, and you get a couple really good players out of what's supposed to be a really good draft. Very true. And I, of course, have uh, Buffalo last as well. And Buffalo beat Montreal last night, correct? So, Looking good for the Coyotes early on here. By the way, on your Florida pick, I really wrestled with that. I I like Joel Quimble as a coach for some very personal reasons, obviously, because I'm a Blackhawk fan growing up, and he – led them to three cups there but this team has a lot of speed this team interests me I could see them having a higher ceiling in the regular season I'm still not sure that they're ready to make a deep playoff run but I could see them having a higher ceiling in the regular season all right let's move on to the central I'll go first since I haven't gone first yet uh winning the central I have Colorado I think that's a no-brainer well (laughs) Maybe, but yeah. Um, number two, I have Winnipeg. I think they're easily the second best. Three, um, this one was another one where it really is going to, we're going to have to see how the season goes, but I don't know why. I just have this feeling about Minnesota this year, and therefore I put them in my third spot. And I have Dallas as my fourth as one of the wild card 
teams at the bottle, bottom of the central. Unfortunately, I have Arizona. You want me to go, Petey? Sure. Okay. Well, I've got Colorado running away with this division, and I do have Winnipeg in second as well. Um, I have Minnesota third in this division, and I have both wild cards coming from this division in St. Louis and Dallas. I think because the Pacific is so weak that you're going to get two wild card teams from the Central Division, which is clearly the better division in the Western Conference. And yes, of course, the Arizona Coyotes at the bottom of the division. What Craig said. <laughs> Did you agree? Really? Hey, exactly. Colorado, Winnipeg, Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas, all five make it. Chicago's just outside. Uh, Arizona's in last. I have it exactly the same. Winnipeg's better than people think and sometimes get forgotten. Minnesota's clearly on the way up. Krill Kaprizov's going to have an outstanding year. Not MVP heart year, but really good year. So I've got five teams coming out of the Central. Yeah, and with St. Louis, I think in the, you know, if you had more parity in the Western Conference, St. Louis might be in trouble this season because they are a team on the decline. But the, again, the Pacific division is just, those teams aren't ready. There are just too many teams that are still trying to build towards something. So we'll go to the Pacific and I'm going to go first with Vegas. Everybody's got Edmonton second. And so do I. And then the next four teams are battling for that third spot, the third and final spot for the playoffs. I've got Calgary edging in just over Vancouver, Seattle, finishes in fifth and LA in sixth. And those four teams are fighting for that one spot. I see Anaheim and San Jose on the outside and I have San Jose in last. Um, I also have Vegas, Edmonton one and two. This was hard for me to pick that third. Um, I, we mentioned it earlier. I just feel like it's a complete crapshoot among a few different teams. I also put Calgary as that third team and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and this is where I, I think you guys are probably right, but just for the sake of having some fun with it, I'm gonna have my other wild card be from this division, and I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the Vancouver fans a bone, and we'll give it to Vancouver. Um, great to see OEL scoring in his Vancouver debut, assisted by Connor Garland. So nice to see two former Coyotes have success and. Maybe they will make the playoffs as well. That's my pick for the bottom. Um, I put Anaheim. All right. I've got Vegas and Edmonton as as the top two teams in this division as well, but I have Vancouver as the third place team in this division with uh, LA missing the postseason. And I think expectations are going to start getting interesting for LA. Maybe not this season, but after this, they need to show some progress and missing the playoffs in a weak Pacific division isn't going to be a good look. I do think they'll be fourth. Seattle will come in after that. And yeah, as, as we mentioned, Anaheim's going to bring up the bottom of this division. They're, they're just not a very good team. Very. All right. Well, everyone... I guess I, I left Calgary out there and yes, I'm saying Calgary's missing the playoffs. I don't, I don't know what's going on up there. I don't think it's good things. I don't, I don't think Calgary is a playoff team. I don't think they're a very good team at this point. All right. Well, for those keeping score at home, uh, let us know how we do. We'll, we'll, we'll be reminded in May, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> for the, so for the next category, we picked the Hart Norris Vesna Calder coach and GM of the year. And to help me make these picks and PD too, because he admitted this to me, um, we looked at the DraftKings odds um, that I used that to help inform my decisions for these. So when we give a lot of these, I have some of the odds written down and pulled up we can give. And if you want to get in on these futures odds um, for the player awards, you can do so now using the DraftKings Sportsbook app, using that promo code PHNX when you sign up to get your $100 in free bets when you bet a dollar on any NFL game and either team scores. And you can use those free bets to bet on these. Um, there's some great 
um, odds here. I think it's kind of wide open. So we'll take a look at that. And also before we get into it, and I really don't know how to transition this at all, but um, PD. Is it time again? Why, do, why, do you t- why don't you tell us about oh, Manscaped? I really uh, didn't have a good segue. Like I'm sorry. That was so I like abrupt. The okay, but I well, just like putting you on the spot. Support for the PHNX Coyotes podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Remember, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. And you might remember, as I'm sitting at home on these audio-only podcasts, looking out over my backyard, <laughs> you might remember I planted my winter grass two weeks ago. Well, it was finally time to mow. I dialed the setting down, I trimmed it up, and I now have the best-looking lawn in the neighborhood, and I wanted to give myself the same kind of care and attention that I gave to my yard. And I can do it all with the Performance Package 4.0. With the package designed for your package, you get everything you need for personal hygiene. You get the lawnmower with settings from 1970 to Kojak. You get the weed whacker that can handle even old college professor ear and nose hair. Along with that, you get the Crop Preserver, which is your anti-chafing ball deodorant. The Crop Reviver, that ball spray toner that gives you that cool feeling like standing in front of a fan naked. And the Magic Mat for your disposable shaving needs. (laughs) Along with all of that, you get two free gifts. You get the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Boxers. So get 20% off. Yeah. I just wish everyone could see Craig right now. (laughs) (laughs) You get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Keep your balls trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped. No nicks, no cuts, no fuzzy nuts. Manscaped. Didn't you just tell us this was going to be the tame read? Yeah, you said, oh, I'm just going to keep it very basic. And then you told us a story about your landscaping. (laughs) That was brief. (laughs) Oh, boy. Did you like that? From 1970 to Kojak? Four settings on the lawnmower? Um, there are four settings. Trying to get the image of you standing naked in front of a fan out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it does. That's what the toner does. It's if you've got that long work day, just a little spritz. Craig it does. went it's the same hand. cool feeling. Craig you had his laugh. hands in his face, his hat over his face. Then he removed himself from the image. It was it don't was knock a, it till you try it, Craig. It journey. By the way, how were his reads? I still haven't gone back and listened. Were they as he only dynamic? did the one, and it was excellent. Okay, I'm still so you'll trying. We had and we're live. Live. Well, he's in Buffalo tomorrow with the next one. So we'll yeah, we're not going to make him do it from the press box. Press Buffalo. box in Buffalo. Exactly. Okay, where were we, Leah? All right. We're finished here, actually. We're almost finished. We're almost we're almost through. We're just going to uh, do our guesses. Some awards? For, some awards. So let's start with the heart. Um, MVP, regular season MVP. Uh, I'll go first. This one is kind of a cop-out answer. It's the easy answer. I said uh, McKinnon. Well, it's not the easy answer because the- actually McDavid had better odds on DraftKings. McKinnon is plus 650 to win the heart. McDavid was plus 200. Matthews plus 950. Um, the others in the top three. But I have McKinnon. I think he's motivated. I think he's going to have a great year once he once he comes back. Yeah, I couldn't go and pick Nate McKinnon because I didn't want to sweep up the awards by the Avalanche. So I took Connor McDavid again, and he's always an easy candidate. And I think he's going to be uber motivated this season because Edmonton has to do something in the playoffs eventually. He's won one playoff series since he entered the league. Something's got to give. Something's got to change up there because I'm certain he's frustrated. 
Yeah, I thought yeah. McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon too. I'm going to go way off the board. Oh. And I'm going to go with a team that's going to challenge for the President's Trophy with Colorado is Vegas. And I'm going to go with Mark Stone as the surprise pick for the Wow. Metro. Look at that. Was Did he have odds on DraftKings? He does. They're way, way down the, they're plus 2,500. Wow. All right. Well, you could prove us all wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go. Let's move on to the Norris. And that's where Craig, where Craig's talking about the sweep of the Colorado trophies. I've got McCarr, Kale McCarr winning the Norris running away this year. He's, he looks bigger, stronger, faster. It's a team that's going to score a lot of goals and a lot of goals on the power play. I got Kale McCarr. Remember when people were comparing Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes? LOL. Yeah, not the same. <laughs> Kale McCarr is a complete defenseman. Quinn Hughes can't defend a lick. Uh, Kale McCarr is winning this, like you said, in a runaway this season. Um, Kale McCarr has the best odds on DraftKings, plus 350. The next best are Victor Hedman and Adam Fox. Um, I said Adam Fox. Why not? Just be different. Just back to back. Like it. Yeah, why not? Back to back. Okay. Let's jump to the Vesna. You guys Vesna. all have the same answer? I have for the Vesna. A, a beloved coyote, Darcy oh, Kemper I. winning it and and doing great things. In for the same reasons. Colorado's going to win. They're going to be good. He's not going to face many shots, and the ones he does face, he's going to stop. I got Darcy Kemper. Um. Okay, I actually didn't, and not – because I don't think he will, just because I'm also trying to be different. <laughs> um, and by the way, I did not know that those were your answers. He so actually the best, the person with the best uh, best odds is Vasilevsky, um, plus three eighty. The next couple are Kemper, Flurry, and Hell. Hel- oh my gosh, Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. I've got him second, by the way. I have him. So I have Hellebuck winning. Um, he's plus one thousand, so tied for that second best odds. Um, and I just think that Winnipeg is going to have a really good year, and I think he's going to have another really good year, um, and that's why I chose Hellebuck to win the Vesna. Uh, Calder. Mm. Craig, go ahead on this one. I got Cole Caulfield win it, but my dark horse is Spencer Knight. I'm curious what the Florida Panthers are going to do. Spencer Knight was my pick because just I'm just going against the grain. Caulfield had the best odds, plus 350. Uh, the second best odds were Zegras plus 500, Spencer Knight plus 800. Um, again, standing by my stance that Florida is going to have a really good year, and I think Spencer Knight is going to have his breakout year. Yeah, I, I got Cole, Cole Caulfield. He got some really good experience in the playoffs. The concern I have here is I'm not sure how much Montreal is going to be on the score sheet this year. Uh, I've got Trevor Zegras in second. I think he'll be the most dynamic, but for the same reasons as Cole Caulfield, they're not going to score, they're not going to win. He's not going to be the guy. So I got Cole Caulfield. All right. Coach of the year. Who wants to start? My guy, Joe Quindle. And this is where I wrestled with Florida because I thought they could have maybe a higher ceiling in the regular season. And Jack Adams is a regular season award. But I, I still think Florida's going to do enough. Joe Quindle's finally going to get his due. He, he didn't get it in Chicago because everybody looked at the roster and said, well, anybody can win with that. But it's still a talent to managing stars if they won three cups. I think Joel Quimble deserves more recognition. I think he's one of the best coaches in the history of the game, and he's going to win Jack Adams this season. I said um, Barry Trotz, which ties into my prediction for the Islanders winning their division. Wow. Um, I'm going to go to Minnesota, and I'm going to Evison, and I think he's. it's going to be a team that's on the rise, 
And I think they're going to be a surprise team in that division. So I'm going to go with Doug Everson. Everson? Everson? Homer. Homer. I am too. I mean, you can say it about Gwenville, so. Yeah, but it's amazing to me. This this award more than any, Craig, and I'll say this about the Jack Adams. You get Jack Adams winners that two months later get fired. They can't coach so anymore. It's so true. It's so weird. All right, GM of the year. This one is tough to guess. Joe Sackick. Yeah, I've got Joe Sackick too. They get the President's Trophy. They're back to back, and he got Kemper. He did what he had to do to go get Darcy Kemper, get the goalie, finally make it happen. They, yeah, there it is. Um, Iserman's is coming. It's just not this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you both on that one. All right, and finally, who will be in the Stanley Cup final, and who will win the cup? I feel like I've never once been right on this in my whole life. Actually, that's a lie. I once picked Chicago in one of their years, but I don't even remember when. I was like in high school or something. But uh, but otherwise, I'm really wrong. So some, someone else start. Pete, you want to pick your cup finalist? I'm going to have – you've got a lot with Quinville and the Florida Panthers. I have them tearing it up in the playoffs and winning – the East wow. and losing in the finals in five games to the Colorado Avalanche. That's a cup wow. final I'd like to see, actually. But yeah, it's going to be two high-skilled, fast teams, and they're going to compete. But I've got Colorado over the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. Well, I've got the same idea for two explosive offensive teams. I have Colorado getting to the cup final and winning it, but I have them beating a team that finally gets no. um the Toronto no. Maple Leafs no. take it all the way to the cup final. They finally realize their potential. Wow. How to get out of that first round, and they go on a tear all the way to the cup final. Before they I'd win. like to see that too, Craig. So far, I'd like to see wow. either one of those finals. Wow. wow. Toronto. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, I also have Colorado winning it, um, and I have Colorado winning it against the Islanders. I think the Islanders were so close to making the final last year. People forget um, how close that series was with Tampa in the conference final. I think this is the Islanders' year to succeed, but I just think if it doesn't happen for Colorado this year, I don't know when. So, I you know, that's a consensus there on Colorado. We did it. We did it. We did it. We made it through. We'll, we'll see how we we'll see how we did uh, at the end of the year. Um, if you disagree, if you agree, tweet at us um, at Leah Merrill at S Peters Hockey at Craig S Morgan. You can find our main Twitter account at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We're aiming for a thousand by the end of the year to see Espo take a slap shot. Um, we'll be back tomorrow live post game after the Coyotes Buffalo game. And uh, just be sure to check out GoPHNX, all the great stuff on there. Follow PHNX Sports, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And uh, everyone, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Don't see you tomorrow. tweet, tweet C- uh, COS Peters Hockey when you have a complaint for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. On That's that great. note, we'll talk to everyone tomorrow. See you tomorrow.